Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. This is Brother William Kantz with this week's lesson. From 1 Thessalonians, the chapter is 2, and the verses are 13 through 20, and the title is Conversion, A Change Must Come. From the New King James Version, the text reads, For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. For you, brethren, became imitators of the churches of God, which are in Judea in Christ Jesus. For you also suffered the same things from your own countrymen, just as they did from the Judeans, who killed both the Lord Jesus and their own prophets, and have persecuted us. And they do not please God and are contrary to all men, forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they may be saved so as always to fill up the measure of their sins. But wrath has come upon them to the uttermost. But we, brethren, having been taken away from you for a short time in presence, not in heart, endeavored more eagerly to see your face with great desire. Therefore, we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, time and again, but Satan hindered us, For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For you are our glory and joy. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Thank you for this word, Father. Yes, we have been studying the first Thessalonian letter with a a focus on the apostle and his companions, his message, and his joy. Now we shift our attention to recognize the actions of new converts. It is not enough merely to hear about Jesus' death for our sins and his victory over the grave, We must receive the word joyfully, with full conviction, with affection suitable to its holiness, wisdom, truth, and goodness. We must believe the message and act upon it. God's word is holy, wise, just, and faithful. Let us receive and regard it accordingly. We cannot continue to live as we did before after hearing the gospel message. We must be changed by it. We cannot continue to again live as we did before. Conversion must take place. We must turn from our sins 
and seek to live differently. We must rely upon God's saving grace. When we are baptized for the remission of sin, we demonstrate our willingness to do so, to turn away, to live differently, to recognize that we are converted. Christianity is relational, requiring a personal interaction, requiring an infusion of the Holy Spirit that moves us closer to that relationship with our spiritual father. In a sense, we become inoculated with love. The truth is made efficacious in the minds of all who become true Christians. There is a cause and effect. We enter a relationship with Jesus Christ. And as a result, sinful practices are left behind. Stressing this point to the Corinthians, Paul wrote, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That's 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. Many Thessalonians were converted. They turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come, as we studied in 1 Thessalonians 1, 9 and 10. Conversion occurred among those in Thessalonica because they were willing to hear and obey God's word. They received the word of God and welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God. 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 13. The message that Paul preached was different. It was unlike the philosophers of their day, the things they had heard in the marketplace, because it was not human wisdom, but divine inspiration. It was and is divine inspiration, the Word of God. Paul explains in Galatians 1, verses 11 and 12, But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to men. Verse 12, For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. The Thessalonians listened to the voices of Paul, Silas, and Timothy, and they recognized the proclamation they heard was the word of God. 
Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians suggests several conversions took place by the the time the mob had assaulted the house of Jason. Many recognized the inherent reality attached to the song we sing, I am resolved. Things that are higher, things that are nobler, these have allured my sight. If the church had not sent Paul and others away, they likely would have been taken into the public marketplace of the city for a beating, as they had at Philippi. At Philippi, they were cast into prison. At Thessalonica, they might have been killed from, uh, or cast into prison. From the beginning of their work, Paul and his companions accepted the risk involved. With a great deal of experience with privation, Paul wrote to Timothy, Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 12. The truth of God prepares us to meet boldly all the terrors of this world, storms, persecution. After Christ appeared to Paul on the road to Damascus, Jesus told Ananias of Paul, for I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake, Acts 9 and 16. To Christians at Corinth, Paul wrote, in labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in deaths often. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 23. For Paul, preaching Christ always had bodily risks attached. Apostles, prophets, and preachers never stop proclaiming the word so that men and women might be saved from sin, and they are always threatened by the hate and hypocrisy of the world. Paul was thankful for the way the Thessalonians received the message he preached. He wrote, For this reason we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. That's again, 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 13. Many Thessalonians believed Paul spoke God's message to them. Consequently, they were willing to obey what they were taught. The word made a profound impact on them. They were compelled to act according to the expectations of the doctrine of Christ. What about us? Are we willing to demonstrate a lifestyle consistent with the message of Jesus Christ? The Word of God is described 
as living and active. By it, the new birth is affected. 1 Peter 1 and 23. The soul saved. James 1 and 21. Sanctified. John 17, verse 17. And 1 Timothy 4 and 5. And edified. Acts 20, 32. Again, the soul saved, a new birth affected, sanctified, edified. This active spiritual energy, gifts of the Holy Spirit, bears fruit in the individual and is transmitted exponentially as a result of active demonstration in the actions of believers. Like a seed, Mark 4, 26, 27. And he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. The word of God grows and prevails mightily. Acts 19 and verse 20. This power is compared with fire against that which is false and with a hammer against that which is strong. Jeremiah 23 and verse 29. This power, it is the light in the midst of of darkness. Psalm Division 119 verse 105. This power is the sword of the Spirit, Ephesians 6 and verse 17. After obeying the gospel, the Thessalonians faced persecution from those opposed to Christianity. For you also suffer the same things from your own countrymen just as they did from the Judeans, 1 Thessalonians 2 and verse 14. Paul's reference to the persecution the Thessalonians faced from their own countrymen indicates many Gentiles were in opposition. Nevertheless, the believers endured persecution without abandoning the faith. The gospel was and is worth suffering for. The Thessalonians' willingness to suffer persecution without relinquishing the faith demonstrated the great esteem in which they held this word of God. Paul gave thanks for the genuineness of their faith, proven as well as their joyful spirit in the crucible or test of persecution. Let us commit as did these good Thessalonians to the service to our Lord. Describing how the Jews killed both the Lord Jesus and their own prophets and have persecuted us and they do not please God and are contrary to all men, 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 14, Paul clearly loved his fellow Jews 
Romans 9, 1 through 5, and it was that same love that demanded that he speak out against their conduct. He had to make it evident that anyone who conducted themselves like these Jews was rejecting God Yahweh. Some Jews did everything they could to keep Paul and his companions from preaching the message of saving grace to the Gentiles, 1 Thessalonians 2, 16. This was a grievous sin. Paul described how there are many sins which had been heaped to the limit, verse 16 NIV, would certainly be punished. Having expressed his thankfulness for the Thessalonians, he encouraged them to remain faithful in the face of persecution. Paul stated his desire to reunite with the brethren. He wrote, But we, brethren, having been taken away from you for a short time in presence, not in heart, endeavored more eagerly to see your face with great desire. 1 Thessalonians 2.17 Paul wanted to return. He wrote, Therefore, we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, time and again, but Satan hindered, or NIV, blocked us. Verse 18. The Thessalonians recognized the truth, the authority of Paul's message. He was speaking at the behest of God. Paul made this point when he spoke to the Galatians. But I made known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received from it, nor was I taught it, but it came through, again, revelation of Jesus Christ. To their credit, the Thessalonians received his message in joyful obedience. What about us? Are we in service to Jesus? Do we love one another with a joyful heart of mind in faithful obedience to Jesus? Let us endeavor to answer the call, church, and be those Christians that God would have us to be. This lesson is yours. Thanks for listening, saints. I pray there was something that was said that was uplifting and edifying. Next week's lesson is from 1 Thessalonians. The chapter is 3 and the verses are 1 through 13. And the title is Concern and Conflict. Again, next week, 1 Thessalonians 3, verses 1 through 13, and the title is Concern and Conflict. Let us pray together. <clears throat> Father God Almighty, we come to you with all humility and deference. We come praising your holy name. We come adoring your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who you sent 
to this world to die for the sins of mankind so that through his suffering, death, and resurrection, we may find our way back to you, Father, if it be your will. We thank you, Father. We thank you for your long-suffering, your love, your grace, your joy, your mercy. Father, please forgive us of any trespasses we have done since the last time we prayed together. Father, we pray for those who do not know you yet. We pray for space and time that they will come to know you before it is eternally too late. We pray for those who are in mourning. We pray for those who, on their, who are on their bed of affliction. We pray for the caregivers who minister night and day. We pray for those behind prison walls. We pray for those who are suffering mental illness. We pray for the victims of hate and evil actions. Father God, please give them and give us all those blessings we stand in need of this day and every day. We pray for leadership all over this land, this world, and particularly in your church. Father God, we, we pray for all those within the sound of my voice. We pray that the true meaning of conversion is well stamped on each of us. Father God, thank you for this time together. We pray that all glory goes to you this day and forever. In the name of the Holy One, Jesus Christ, amen. Again, thank you for being a part of this study. Let each of us reach out in Christian love this week. Take care. Stay safe. Bye for now.